Welcome to Darbo Film Class. I know you watched it twice. Very sorry. I don't see why you had to watch it twice, but you chose to watch it a second time. Oh, I'm sorry. Like you said, I went back and watched all of this again. Yeah, no, I know. I just oof. He, he, he like I double dipped on progressive. Yeah, I'm sorry I had to do that. Why do y'all hate yourselves? Uh, I really wanted to make sure that I could feel the 2020 in my ass, and apparently <laughs> the way you do that is you go twice. Apparently. So the way we're going to work this is we're, instead of talking about what meaning mm-hmm. we think the ending has, I want us to instead focus on what takeaways does the series leave you with on a meta level. So mm-hmm. like Adam, do you mind touching a little bit on the answer that you were giving before I told you that I think that's a good question to explore? Like it's, it's like, I know I've said this before, but, I feel like instead of instead of it being as malicious as, you know, oh, well, we'll just throw in a bunch of references to the old show and everybody will love it because everybody that was a fan of FLC will just gobble it up because it's FLC on the 10. It's it to me, it felt more like they were trying to play both sides of the field, which was stick with the 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 humor and the characters that the older fans knew and loved or at least knew about. Not necessarily loved, but you get my point. Uh, and then try and garner a new, uh, a newer <clears throat> audience with the more uh, modern anime art style, the cleaner lines, the more uniformed nature of the piece. You know. So yeah, what you think the series was attempting to do, as opposed mm-hmm. to what you think it was trying to say. Because I don't know if we could necessarily say it was trying to say anything. Yeah, I mean, if I think you trying to say a lot, but to say you can yeah. you can do it gladly. But I I think it's meaningless. I I feel like he was also trying to say too much. If that makes any sense, maybe I don't know. It's it's like Kendall brought up uh, earlier, where he's like, they're trying to answer a lot of these questions, but that's the problem is that the questions have answers now, and. You know, you might not like the answers. Besides, why did I watch this? Or uh, why do I not have a dad? Well. Leave you you with with your thoughts on that one. uh Uh-huh. Oh, Kendall's not destroying himself. He's dead, and so will you be. Uh, You know what? I'm okay with that. We've all got to go sometime. I cut out my entire intestine. Okay. You share any of that, Kendall. Uh, no, I was shitting out my intestines. Instead of talking about the ending, uh, like what do you think the ending means on a narrative level? We're going to talk about what do you think, what do you think the series was trying to do on a meta level? Oh. I mean, do you, if you have an interpretation of what the story was going for, you can feel free. In the I didn't manga or in the. In progressive. Progressive. Wrong progressive. progressive. 
Oh, I've Go. got exactly what I think it's trying to do. All right. You can go with that. Sorry you had to watch it twice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love each other more. Her lovers love yourselves more. It, by the way, speaking of sports anime, is uh, Slam Dunk any good? Slam Dunk's it's... very good. Okay. Yeah, I've it... it for years. Okay. I was just wondering if it was more like uh, a lot like Captain Tsubasa or Aishi. So far, it's... I haven't heard of a sports anime that is bad. Okay. Um, just fandoms. Like, Kuroko no Basket is super good. Avoid the fandom at all costs. Sure. Yeah. You need to be prepared for slam dunk to not have a happy ending yeah yes. it's not unlike eye shield it's a, it gets a bit harsher and it's because part of it is a discussion on how uh america does not look at sports teams from other countries the same way that's a shame and it's also about the costs that a passion can Yeah. The the, 90s sports anime are very different from 2000s. 2000s were a reinvigoration of the genre into hope. 1990s sports anime were very dark. Well, it was inspired by movies like The Replacements. Yes. Or Rudy. Yeah. All right. So instead of talking about things that are good, why don't we talk about Falukali Progressive? Oh, why? The only anime ever made. Okay. The only anime ever made that makes people go. Things that make you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was I was gonna go with just silence, just oh. crickets, just insert your own derogatory comment towards the show here. Things uh, that make you thousand yard stare. Uh, David Letterman yeah. hits those cards and going things that make me not want to host. Hmm. I didn't want to say Seth Meyers because no one likes his comedy. Go on. You'll get it. I'll wait. Except for him. He likes his own comedy. Oh, that's and again, that's a lot like sucking your own dick. So, hmm. well, like, like sucking your own dick. Why don't we talk about fully, fully progressive? <laughs> I would equate that it's a bad experience. I don't know. It is. It's okay. a horrible experience. <laughs> Remember Mazinger Infinity? It's fat yeah, times was- a million. Wait, I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard, Infinity sucked wiener. What are you talking about? I thought it was great. No, it's terrible. What are you talking about? In in his defense, he he thinks it's great in comparison to fully cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. It's only cool in Super Robot Wars, okay? Sorry, just in my mind. You gotta lean back. To, to fully brace myself. You gotta drink some lean? Is that what you're saying? Sure. So, uh, my name is Christopher W. Reynolds. We're, we're talking about, and this is Garbo Film Class, uh, we are, we're talking about the Legally Progressive. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we go through, and without mentioning their names, because I don't know if these names could be considered memorable or, or characters, uh, why don't we describe as best we can yeah. the character in the show? There were characters in this show. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So I like I'm girl with cat ear who asexual than not. Hold on, I want to go first. Okay, I introduced myself. I didn't get to say my character. Okay, you. My character is Marco, whose entire character is he is the Latinx one. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Done. Character over. Next character. Who's next? Okay, my favorite character is Indomitian Sue. Uh, football defensive end with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what? Okay, I'll give you that one. That's it. Go ahead. What's your name? Cyrus. Done. I've gotten progressively more drunk as we've recorded. (laughs) Got him. That's the other kind of progressive. I'm going to suddenly sober up before uh, alternative, and it's going to be really good. Go ahead. Go go uh, ahead. Get that truth, Adam. uh, (sighs) So I'm I'm Adam Campaneria, also known as Zell. My favorite character, uh, aside from, aside from, I think everyone's favorite character. uh, was Hidomi the girl with the cat ear headphones? What's your? How would you describe her character without her name? Uh, just girl with cat ear headphones. <laughs> accurate, one hundred percent accurate. Um, most that was the most vivid description we could give her. Now, <laughs> now the question is, who will Kindle go with? Oh, uh, uh, mine is end credit sequence of the final episode. <laughs> Because <laughs> that means it's over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And That's just, my and, favorite character. And just That's like the and, and just it. like the the uh, the incorrectly uh, just like the not progressive uh, fat guy in the show, he gets no love. Who's wearing the skirt and doesn't want people to look at his panties? My I want to die. My favorite That's character is uh, is man of Latin descent. <laughs> that's marco marco yeah yeah his name is so memorable because he's a memorable character that i remember mm-hmm. memories <laughs> don't do this to me there there's also uh a, a lack of teacher in this one um I, I think out of all of them there's only one teacher out of all of fulikuli that ever <laughs> stood out really um, because alternative the teacher doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, but in Fully Cooly, like classic, yeah, I really like the teacher. Her views in the manga are a little, a little kind of, yeah. But that's you know, what makes me that that's what makes that my favorite version of her. <laughs> you 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 like the fact that she's like, you know, all men. Uh, it's like all women grow up to be beautiful. All men just become old and gr- old and gross. Kids don't ever grow up. Be children forever. <laughs> I mean, yes. she ain't wrong. <laughs> so, uh, why, why don't we? This one, we're just gonna go ahead and spoil it for you. We fucking hated progressive. Why did you put the horse emote on that? <laughs> <laughs> because he puts, a hor- he puts a horse emote on everything nowadays. God, it works. It works. Look at it. Is that an appropriate response? Last online six years ago is me while watching fucking FLCO Progressive. <laughs> My dad's here to pick me up. My dad's a bird. See you tomorrow. Okay, so uh, unlike the others, we're just gonna we're gonna try and be nice. So we're gonna have Adam read the episode summaries from AdultSwim.com. Uh, when we actually talk about the series as a whole, and each of us has to come up with one thing they liked, 
one thing they didn't like uh, about each episode. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so before before we get to that, why don't we talk about the history of Progressive M Alternative uh, from a meta level? So Fooly Cooly was made to be a six episode OVA original video animation uh, back in 2000. And then all those creators who were a part of it went on to other projects, three different studios that they founded. When it came time that Adult Swim and Mike Lasso said, we want fucking more Fooly Cooly and we got the money. We'll give it to you. Give us what we want. Oh, I'm Mike Lazo from Georgia. I, don't, I want more anime. That's, that's my like, Mike Lazo. Like <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Uh, so so you, you turn around and they go, well, here at Production IG, we only have like one guy we can get. And we're going to have him produce. And it's the protege of Otto that you mentioned in episode one of this little Fooly Cooly retrospective. Uh, Cyrus. Uh, so he's the head producer over all of it. They had different animation teams. The goal was to make two more seasons of Fully Cooly. They had to be related to the original in some way. Uh, and they wanted at least one season to be a sequel. So today we were talking about the sequel series, Fully Cooly Progressive. Aren't you excited for the series that didn't need a sequel? Woo! The one thing that we said about Fully Classic was the, and about the manga, the ultimate thing that we really liked was the fact that it left so much room for questions and exploration yep. and analysis and digging. And Alternative was advertised as answering all of your questions that remained for the original Fully Cooly. Now, here's a question Has there ever been a sequel? So, this, let's, let's pad this episode out. Let's, let's do some padding. Sure. Is there a way to make a sequel that doesn't answer questions? I want to yes. say yes. Yes. But I don't have a good example in my head. Can y'all name one? Go ahead, Kendall. And then I'll follow um, up. Oh, shit. I actually had one the other day. Um, do the Ender's Game sequels do that? Uh, that's tricky. Because okay. they open up a whole new can of worm of questions. So, I mean, the, issue, yeah, so <laughs> the issue is this. Um, if you're talking about, do you get any answers about what goes on in Ender's Game in the sequel series? Mm-hmm. Technically, no. Okay. It just poses new questions that it then goes on to answer. Gotcha. However, I wouldn't necessarily quantify those because they are two very different stories that right. don't necessarily qualify the same way. Right. Um, Here's a good one. Here's one uh, that I can actually say pretty well. Um, Clone Wars to Rebels. While Rebels came out second and continues the story in a lot of ways, it is, in and of itself, enough of its own story that you can Hmm. watch it standalone without having watched Clone Wars, which is the order I watched it in, and still feel satisfied by the end of it. Okay. Uh, for me, I would probably point to uh, you, you can get a lot of good sequel stuff out of Kaneku Man to Ultimate Muscle. Oh, yeah. 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 That was actually fair. Totally different story, but it is a sequel and, and it does continue an exploration. Um, 
theoretically, you could say that uh, Dragon Ball Z did that pretty yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, fair. That, pretty good bridge on that. Answered a bunch of questions. Was its own thing. Uh, definitely fizzled out at the end. Um, trying to think of others where that's the case. Uh, I can't say decade. I would be able to say decade. I'm trying to think of a Kamen Rider series that really does... Because the end is usually the best part of a Kamen Rider series. Um, mm -hmm. I guess but, Wizard. Wizard was just always a fizzle, because Wizard sucked. Sorry. But you had you had decade, and it ended very non-endingly, and mm -hmm. then you had sequel movies that actually were able to answer a bunch of questions and develop it further. And it actually right. had a good end. But I can't really point to that one because then they made one more movie after that that fucked it all up. That's yeah. That's true. So um, are you talking about the uh, the one where it's the end? Yeah, he just goes nuts. Yeah, um, don't, it it's dumb. It, they kind of like throw away all the all the character progression that he had throughout the series. Yeah, mm -hmm. it ended and then they unended it. Yeah, um, I feel like. If we're going with non-anime, uh, the Lost Years of Merlin series is a great example of how to do sequels in a way that doesn't feel wasted. Every single... Because originally it was supposed to be a trilogy. Uh-huh. Uh, it ended at Eleven. books. Hmm. Did it end well? It, uh, when I read it, it ended at seven. Okay. And then it got like five or six more books. I don't know the exact number because there's hmm. also... A uh, and I need to go back and read them again. Uh, but originally it was supposed to be three. It was going to be The Lost Years of Merlin, The Seven Songs of Merlin, and Something of Merlin. And then while writing the second one, T.A. Barron decided to write more. Mm. And all through The Lost Years of Merlin, getting to the point where Merlin... It, it was about Merlin as a kid before becoming Arthur's friend. Gotcha. Then after that, years later, went back and wrote sequels, the story with Arthur and dealing with Dumaga and, and having a whole chain of things there. So it's technically two series, but you have a series that was supposed to just be three that became yeah. seven, all of which stayed very cohesive. And then you had a sequel series after that that continued on further. And apparently it worked out really well. Interesting. Uh, between the two. It's, it's pretty well regarded. I'll have to add it to the list then. It sounds, sounds pretty fun. Uh, my pick as far as sequel series that I found work really well is the, uh, the Maho Shoujo Lyrical Nanoha series, which it goes from, uh, Lyrical Nanoha to Strikers to A's, or no, it's to A's then to Strikers. And the reason I can say this is because it follows, uh, it follows Nanoha's life. Like, you know, it starts out where she's in elementary school and then she becomes like a teenager and then by the end of it, she's an adult, and it just—I—I I personally think that it went really—it—it it flowed really well. Um, I didn't notice any like drop-offs or uh, drastic changes. Well, I think the question was more: is can you make a sequel series that doesn't answer questions? Oh, um, hmm. yeah, that was the question. I—I I guess maybe Hokuten to Hokuten Ken too doesn't really what answer. What questions a lot. were not answered by that one? Well, like, where did Kenshiro go for 15 or so years? I mean, like, it. he says that he went off to, well, I, I don't want to spoil the ending for Hokuto Kim, but he, he went off to be with somebody. 
and they lived a very happy life, and now he's back. The question is, like, why is he back? Okay, good, good example. Yeah, I agree. Also, there's a there's a few plot lines hooked in a kid too that just kind of throw pop up out of nowhere. I'm just like, wait a minute, how? Also, okay, so back to the yeah. topic. Yeah, yeah. LCL. So yeah. this one answers too many questions and doesn't give us a satisfying reason for those questions to be in. Mm-hmm. Because part of the fun of FLCL, I think when we talked about it, was that the the mystery led to interpretation, and interpreting the, the anime was a lot of fun. Yeah, but when you have those answers, like, spelled out, you're like, oh, well... You can't this interpret that as, as easily, yeah. Yeah, and plus it's like, oh, is this, like, is this what the author originally intended, or what have you? Let me throw a challenge there. Mm-hmm. They claimed it'll answer all your questions. It doesn't allow you to ask any. It's just throwing books in your face. Yeah. Like, hey, a- ask a question that you had at the end of Fully Cooly Classic. Okay. Um, where did Jirio and-, and Haruko are the same person? Yeah. Go ahead. Ask another question. Okay, who was... Who Who really is Adamisk? Yeah. Hey, it's really important to understand that her dad gave her the headphones. That's cool. But who's her dad? Yeah. And why should... It's not It's not who's her dad, because that would be a cool mystery. Eyebrow guy had sex, and guy have cap now. But the problem is, is that who's her dad is not a question I need answered. Yeah. Conti was made into plant. That's the issue, is that all of these questions are, are, are all of these answers are things I didn't have questions for. I didn't care about that stuff. The only stuff I wanted answered, I didn't get answers for, and wouldn't really want them anyway. Atomisk Birdman. <laughs> Birdman. I mean, that was that was evident. Oh no, Adult Swim has come full circle. <laughs> it always comes back to Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Ready to feel the power. Of attorney, which to be fair was a really good series. Great series, yeah. Haruko wanted to date Birdman and have sex. Sure. Feel so, the power yeah. of attorney. Attorney, habeas corpus. <laughs> but so uh, I do have the Blue list. skirt and also bloomers. No, those were straight up panties, man. Those were panties. <laughs> those were whitey tighties. He does say those are briefs. Oh, all right. I'm going to give the dub credit because, like, I mean, American Company did commission it. All right, let's go I ahead mean, and go to the episode summaries. I'm, and, I've and, had my fun. And that's that's another thing too is that, like, as far as like the voice work goes, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It's just it was put into a really bad series. Anyway, episode one, a restart. So we have episode one restart. Uh, Hidomi's dream. White ash covers the entire ruins. Uh, behind which a row of humongous irons uh, come thundering towards Hidomi, who is now a zombie. Whoa, epic zombie, right? Am I right? Am I right, guys? Ahead. Can we go ahead and just admit that when Adult Swim commissioned the series, they said, we want one series where there's a female lead character who is the eternal opposite of Tina Belcher in every way possible? <laughs> well, when did this come out? Because I don't think they would This came out way after. No, this was like... This <laughs> came like 2018. Okay. Yeah. Both of them. This came was out six years after fucking Balls Burgers. Okay. No. Oh, no, no. Clearly, it's Hidomi, right? I'm saying it right. Hidomi. Yeah, it's Hidomi. 
Yeah. Hidomi is, is meant to be coded as asexual. Yes. But is having dreams about being a zombie and enjoying it. <clears throat> Along with her friends and having a lot of fun being eaten. Specifically, Maybe. she's enjoying being eaten. She, she, she's yeah. a war fetishist. I, yeah. Uh, God, I didn't want these questions answered. I just wanted fun times with guitar peon. <laughs> you have said words these days. Do you, do you remember the part when she gets up from the dream and she goes downstairs and your mom threads her with a knife? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, super epic. Yeah. Totally not abusive at all. And you're watching it and you're going, oh, is that Mamimi? I mean, hey, we all, we all thought, Everyone we all thought, thought it. it was Mamimi. Yeah, because you're going, oh, it's a sequel, so the characters are here, right? The no. characters are. Well, the characters would have been older if it had been like sixteen years. Character. Yeah. There's one. I don't count Conti. I don't. Okay. Because he's technically dead. Yeah, we do see him like crucified Sele style. In the all right, all right. So let's talk about things that you liked and things that you didn't like in this. I don't want to go first. I'll go first. Okay. Um, I thought the robot form of Hidomi in the dream was pretty cool. Okay. Like the Neo Conti or whatever the fuck she's supposed to be. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what did you like? Uh, I didn't like pretty much the entire rest of the episode. No. There's no fucking yeah. character. No, you have to, one thing. You oh, one, one thing. One thing, uh, yeah, there's... it. Okay, one thing that I didn't like about the episode, again, it just felt kind of lifeless. Not unlike Hidomi and being a zombie in the dream. It felt kind of lifeless. Versus episode one of Classic? Sure, fair. Yeah, fair. yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and rip the band-aid. Uh, I... I did like how they did the teacher. So one of the things that had a lot of potential for me was I, one of the more interesting characters as an adult is the teacher in Fully Cooly Classic because she's clearly an adult who is trying to be a child, but who is an adult mm-hmm. and it, trying to protect the childhood of these children. And, and it, it carries in how she acts because she's kind of an anti Haruka. To the point where in the manga where she's very much the same character, but more so, yeah. uh, she scares Haruko away by her presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this one, tables are turned because it turns out the teacher is Haruko and is proceeding to give modern youth speeches to the fucking class and is yeah. and has a moment where like one of the things she does, she comes in and talks, has this whole long rant dressed up like a fake teacher. Blonde hair, spiral glasses, and after giving this whole crazy like monologue speech, uh, the assignment that day is she forces them to watch porn and looks for reactions and forces Hidomi to go first, and then at the end reveals that it's Haruko, and it's like ah, that's so cool. I like that a lot. At and the everyone end, loves it. Helpful. Yeah, and everyone's gone nuts, and they're all chanting "Fully Cooly." All the text messages on the phone are saying "Fully Cooly." It's just I, mm-hmm. I really loved that. Was very good. It sure. was. It it was like, okay, this first part of the episode dull, but whatever. Okay, maybe it'll get better. Okay, it's getting better. Okay, it's getting better. And then the second episode is when we drop into. But with that first episode, it it like lulls us into thinking, all right, well maybe it's just gonna, eh. and then they have this slow crescendo into fully coolly. Right. 
it's the most at that point in time for a long part of the series. That is the fully coolie part. Right. And it's such a cool way to do it. I loved it a lot. However, it's the only part of the episode that works that way. Uh, part I hated the most, I think, was the rest of the structure of the episode mm-hmm. as a pitch for a fully coolie sequel. It didn't feel fully coolie to me. The story with Jin Ryu and, or Jin Yu. Jin Ryu is Car. just like not a good character. She's so boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what I'm going to label as as my most hated part was that aspect of the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, she's a waste of a character. <laughs> they all are. From her dialogue alone, you'd think she's like, oh, she's been to be more tactical, more like you know intelligent. No, she's just there. Well, and the fact that she's another alien. Yeah, you didn't need another alien. She is a pimple filled with exposition, waiting for someone to look at her wrong. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to silence Cyrus, and now I feel bad. No, you're good. Kendall, she, do you have any thoughts? She okay. isn't a needed character because the the otherness of aliens is best when it's done alone. Yeah, I and I say that full knowing that, like, we have like oh Star Trek. Where there's tons mm-hmm. of aliens, etc. But when you think about it, the best Star Trek episodes are not when you're dealing with multiple alien species, but when you're dealing with one and how humans interact with it. I don't want anyone to tell me that there's great, memorable Star Trek series uh, episodes where Klingons and Romulans and humans are all fighting each other. That's the, those are the worst episodes. The best are like Darmok. You can have episodes that have a mix of them, but the question is, is, is the thing that makes them interesting that they're an alien or that they're a character that happens to be an alien. Yes. Because Kurko's most important part is not the fact that she's an alien. Exactly. It's that she has motivations that are different from a normal human, or at least what we would consider a normal human behavior. Narcissism is not a normal human behavior. It's something that, that most people, when they see it, go, hey, that's weird. That's something I don't like. She she played ukulele and also at gun? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, guess with what you liked and what you didn't like. What Come did on. I like and not like? Come on, Cyrus. Give us what you liked and didn't like. No. I'm not yeah. No. No, yeah. You have okay, to. I didn't like anything, and I liked. Uh, it's a... Come on. There's going to be at least one thing that you're like, eh. I'm trying to think. It's All difficult. Right. All right. So, think- I, no, I, I got it. it okay. okay. So, the thing that I. I really did not like. I'll start with that. The thing I hated was the stupid gore intro. Yeah. FLCL is not a gore series at all. There is blood, maybe, but it is not the main feature of the series. The main feature of the series is that the violence doesn't kill people permanently. The the killing and the, the violence is a means for a different sort of symbol. Well, and while it happens in the manga, the difference is, is that it's happening and it's in a dream. Right. It commits to the realism. It's yes. wacky, but it's real. Right. In um, in this series, it's while it's happening in a dream, it still feels like something that you're supposed to look at and go, oh, that's shocking. I'm shocked by this. Mm-hmm. That's not what fully... FLCL is ever supposed to be. It's not shocking. 
It's supposed to be considerate. You're supposed to consider about it. Or think about it. Now, it's surreal as heck, but it's not like... Did you say I have to have two things I like about it? No, no it's one, th- one, one, thing you like, oh, one thing you didn't like. One thing I like. Okay. One thing I like is the fact that the pillows are back. <laughs> yeah. I only get away with that for one episode. Sorry. No, that's fair. Like I said before we started recording, the closing theme is actually my favorite song from yeah. her. Spiky Seeds is a, it's a mm-hmm. jam. Yeah. Uh, and I did find this out. It is supposed to, in uh, in English pronunciation, be pronounced Fooly Cooly. That is canon. Yeah. Actually what it's supposed to be. And in the soundtrack for Alternative and Progressive, the re the redos of all the classic songs say Fooly Cooly version. Mm-hmm. So hmm. have fun with that. There's a fun fact for you. Kendall, your turn. Okay. Uh, here's one thing I didn't like. Episodes one through four and six. <laughs> no, you have to give us for episode one one thing you like. Oh one no! Just one thing for episode one. Okay. Um, you didn't like it. Just one that you did. We're trying to be nice. Okay, I'll Do we say have this. To be? Um, we're we're trying to be tactful. Do we have to? Be? I don't want Ted Turner to block my IP address from AdultSwim.com. I'm going to make Captain Planet 2. Here it comes. From from episode one, I liked... um, It's got to be unique, idiot. (laughs) You went last, (laughs) dummy. um, (laughs) Well, actually, I can say this. Here's one thing I didn't like, and it's something I don't like in any anime that has it. Um, the CGI, the use of there you go, there you the go. That, the use of that particular kind of CGI that mm-hmm. um, makes That's me want to bomb. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's the blend of horrible. CGI and two D, and it's 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 most prevalent with her car and with a few other scenes, but for the most part, just that. Um, I will add an additional thing that I hate: um, the standard Japanese characterization of fat people. Um, yeah. A thing I wanna, liked. Do you want to uh, use it here, or do you want to use it for the beach episode? I'm going to start it here and end it there. Uh, uh, a thing I liked. Okay, uh, the first five minutes. Um, and I actually liked it because it had nothing to do with Fooly Cooly. By which I mean... The first five minutes looks like everything you'd expect to see out of such classics as Kill la Kill or uh, even Madoka Magica in a lot of thematic elements and ways. And the you first like five the minutes, well, n- not the not the falling apart part. I didn't. Hmm. The gore was one thing. It was the oh, cool, sleek robot who moves super fast and does cool strength tricks. Okay, the mech part. Got that's it. Kill la Kill all the way through. Like yeah, that. Yeah. That style of, you know, seeing a girl transform and then become something else. is That's Madoka Magica. That's Kill the Kill. That's, yeah. that's Magical Girl stuff altogether. Um, so that moment of Magical Girl kind of like, oh, that's cool, uh, leading into um, everything else that we hate. That first five minutes was like, if I didn't know what this was attached to, I'd find it promising. 
it, it sounds like the strongest parts of the series progressive to do with the series the stuff that has nothing to do with fully cooley or the stuff that embodies the spirit of fully cooley the most there's no middle ground it really isn't yeah yeah all right here's the description of episode two adam let's let's try and see how long we can keep this up for okay uh let's see episode two freebie honey uh hidomi wakes up from yet another dream of being a zombie at school, Raharu gives her handout to bring over to Ide, who didn't show up to class. I, I know what I hate right off the bat. Would it be cool the fact I... that it's a cutie honey reference and they didn't do anything oh. with it? No, well, no. Yeah. I can let that one go. Yeah. That one go. go ahead, Adam. I, I was going to say, I, I, I kind of thought it was cool that, that you know, uh, Ide, when he's not like in class, is just out like lifting fucking like uh just dragging cars and shit and just being like getting super buff in the was... yeah i mean i i thought that he was it was kind of cool he was helping out like that he seemed like a real like you know a real helpful person i think like an actual decent human being yeah 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 so what what didn't you like what didn't I like? Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't think we're ever going to get a, uh, an answer to this question, but I honestly didn't like that old, that old guy who was, who kept trying to like hit up people for like, you know, you got, you got a real good punching arm. I'm going to make a champ out of you. Like the, like the Mickey, the Mickey wannabe from, uh, you know, from Rocky. I'm gonna make you a champ. Yeah, uh, I thought got a real just, strong fist, boy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the, the first time we hear that, and we don't, we don't know the context of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a moment where you're sitting there going, "Oh, he's trying to like." He's trying to turn this kid out. Like he's trying to turn this kid into a prostitute. Solicit, yeah. And and and, and you, you, it? Say, you got a real nice fist, boy. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> Until they explain it, it's the most fooly cooly thing in the episode. It is. It's the best yeah. thing. That would be my favorite thing. Was actually that I like that guy because he's unexplained. Yeah. Until a certain yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What didn't you like? I did not like. The fact that the the episode still has no defined like wacky art style. It doesn't have the FLCL art style, which we won't mm-hmm. see for episode five. So I can't use that over and over again. But like, this was when it started to piss me off because it was like episode one. Okay, I get it. They have to establish a new thing. Whatever. At this point, they should have had some hints to it, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. So. All right. Uh, I got next. Uh, so one of the first things that happens is we have the yearbook scene, and I really liked that one. So the whole idea is that uh, Haruko claims that the class has known her as Haruko this whole time and hands them a yearbook, but the yearbook is full of drawings that she made herself that because they are so brainwashed by her influence, they see as all of these other things that are references to other anime. But then when Ide or uh, Hidomi look at the book. They see crayon drawings sketched out, childlike. 
I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought cool, that was really bullshit. Cool. Yeah. You would never get that in the original. Uh, and what I hate is Haruko's design. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. I want you. I, I, I'm going to pull up an image of her design in original. Hold on. Because there is a, a thing about the design that just like you look at it and you feel this character just immensely, like immensely take up brain space. It just, it works. Like, look at that design. Want to play along? Click the classic Haruko link in the description. Red yeah. sleeveless jacket with the gray sleeves and the red gloves and the goggles and, and the design. It looks like a cross between an Ava plug suit and Die Buster. It, it has all these things bridging. The the fine the stupid little wrist thing with the chain, the reds. Like it works. Okay. Now hold on. No, I need full body. Full body. Full body. Body. Give me full body. Want to play along? Click the crappy Haruko link in the description. You see, all of the promotional images refuse to show the full body of Progressive's character design for Haruko because it is so boring. Because instead, she has like a, a racing jacket. Right. Yeah, it's a racing jacket, but it only zips in the collar. And so instead, you, it's like <clears throat> like a low-quality cosplay of the original Haruko. And, and even down to the hair, where it's just kind of plain. And, and the clip that I'm playing is from the only good episode of Progressive. <laughs> like, compare. Yeah. Compare the hair and everything else and the scarf to find mm -hmm. where this fucking garbage is. It's lazy. It, it shows an utter disrespect for the presence of Haruko. It was such a big deal. Like, look at the fucking collar with the chain. It's such a fucking mood. And the only reason that we get the, the jacket setup that we end up getting is because it's either that it looks like wings because she has the power of Animusk or because she get the pregnant belly and it defines it, mm -hmm. I guess. I, I don't it, know. Symbolism is not focused enough to mean anything in this series. Again, it's just, it's, it's like someone just said we need to design for Arco, and someone went, "Oh no, I only have five minutes." <laughs> Hot pockets joke for Jim Gaffigan. Hot pockets. Oh, epic Jim Gaffigan. So yeah, there you go. Those are mine. Who's left? Hot pocket. We're talking episode two, right? Episode two. Um, here's the thing I appreciated. It, again, has nothing to do with the actual plot. It has way more to do with the culture, uh, which is unlike the original, where we do see that there are uh, broken down parts of town and that there are, like, like in the original, I should say, actually, um, where we see he lives in a very, like, normal, average, middle class, or what would account for middle class, uh, neighborhood where he lives in the same place that his family works, stuff like that. Um, or even lower class. <clears throat> uh, we start out in like nice fucking neighborhood in like episode one. By episode two, they're like, but there is a nitty gritty to this town. It's not some perfect idyllic place. 
they do make it a point to try to say nothing is perfect here. Um, Did you also hear? That song, uh, or, or did you, no, did you look I, at home and I, think, oh, it's a Billy Joel music video? No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't hear Billy Joel in my head, and you might want to get that checked. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it was just I. I liked the characterization of the town a little bit. It's the only time they did it. <laughs> it's the only time that happened, uh, and so I'm going to appreciate the one time. Um, but other than that, uh, that's what I liked. What I didn't like was the characterization of the fat person. And that's going to be the thing I don't like from basically here until uh, forever. Give me the <laughs> fucking pitch on, on, on this guy. Oh, so, yeah, it's just here's his character. Um, he's a fat kid. He's blonde. So clearly he's either American who's living in Japan, or he's of mixed race from like Okinawa or from some other relationship or something. We're never told what, it doesn't matter because his character isn't mixed race kid who's dealing with you know being a mixed race kid in Japan. His character is fat person. And while he wears a skirt and doesn't want people looking at his panties, even though he finds it's totally okay to look up the girls of girts, girls and look at their panties. Uh, that none of that really matters to his character because his character is fat person, and he says and does things like every other fat person in Japanese anime, which is, look at me being goofy, look at me being bumbly, look at me being stereotypical fat person. Hey, I don't think you get it. See, the show's so progressive. It's got a male guy, and he fat, and also he it's wears got skirt. a guy, and and he not the same race as everybody else. And look, he got the girl, and she's asexual, and poor boy. Sure, you get it. It's progressive. I don't get it. I don't. I don't see flow from from progressive. There's no. She's flow. dead. She died. She died. She died in this episode. Yeah, she died. In this episode of Fully Cooly, died. Okay, well, there we go. That's episode two of Fully Cooly Progressive out of the way. We're only on episode two? Oh my god, it's already it's already <laughs> three in the morning. What the fuck? All Let's, right. hurry. Let's go. Start thinking about what you like and don't like faster. Episode three. Stonescaping. Crazy, thing hap- crazy things happen uh, during Hidomi's NO activation. Uh, and she's now left with a cheerful and happy personality. Which is the total opposite of her usual self, or of her real self. Wait, did we uh, skip? I feel like we skipped three. Nope. He's reading no, three. He said three. Yeah, no, three is called stone skipping. Okay. Anyway, um, which is the total opposite of her real self. The only way to bring her back to normal is to destroy the cables of the giant iron. Huh. Because what I remember of stone skipping was that was the beach one. And at the end, that's when the headphones go nuts. Yeah, that's the, apparently the only the only part of the summary there. Yeah. The episode they to summarize. They skipped the whole thing just to get to the end. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, because even they didn't cool. like it. <laughs> literally, literally, this is what I was going to say. Uh, a beach episode, which is usually a good time to flesh out characters and um, really kind of like make some points about 
what your characters have learned and how they've grown as characters. Okay, so here's what happens in the show. Um, fat dude does fat dude thing, and uh, while I while I here's the one thing I like: they don't draw him with a shirt on while he's at the beach. I appreciated the fact that they were willing to be honest about his size and just say, "Yep, he's a big person." Here's Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Victory Screen Golf Club. Cool. Yeah, cool. Um, however, um, he does fat dude thing, which is because he can't get a girl, he hires one. I was actually going to say that my my favorite my the thing that I liked about that episode was the the twist reveal where it turns out that the the girl that he went on a date with that was all cutesy and bubbly turns out to just be like uh, a hard ass. Yeah, a hard ass. Yeah, yeah. Which I love even more. I love her more as herself. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's what didn't oh. you like, Adam? Um, what what yeah, didn't well, I like? Yeah, uh, I was just gonna wrap up and just say, uh, like, yeah, again, sure. the characterization, but more importantly, because of those particular reasons, like the fact that they they do make at least one attempt and then they completely fucking botch it. So that okay. was just the last Adam, thing. Adam, what didn't you like? Because you gave us what you did like. Yeah, what didn't I like? Uh, let's see. Trying to run through that episode real quick. Um, I honestly didn't like how the I don't know. I I feel like the the incident with the uh, the headphones could have been better. Like it it shows like you know it shows them like literally screwing into her brain and. It's just kind of like, oh well, she's different now. It's not a like, it's not like an no reaction, or it's not a. There's just not a a. Uh, there's not a, a clever way to go about you know how it happens and you know why it's there. It's just, oh, she got bumped in the noggin. Now her headphones are different. Okay, bye. I uh, I I, I want to claim this one next. I I was gonna say favorite part was the plant girl because uh, I really loved that that twist reveal. It kind of yeah. made the episode for me. Yeah. Uh, instead, I'm going to go with I really liked I really liked the cement Jiryu. Oh, uh, yeah. One of the one of the things that happens I'll give you that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I'll you have Harko that. and yeah. Jiryu agreeing to like uh, a peace treaty for the beach day and Harko decides to pull a prank and buries Juryu in sand, and then buries her in concrete. And then for the rest of the episode, Juryu is in the bean-shaped concrete thing the whole time. And they leave her in it the entire episode until the very end when she's still in it, but she's broken her arms and legs out. Yeah, that's that's good consistency. I, I thought that was funny. I liked it. It was a dumb gag. It was... The most fully coolie thing in the episode. Yep. Uh, least favorite thing. Hey, have I already mentioned the part where I don't like the dumb uh, Jiryu dumping plot thing? Yeah, you oh, did. Hey, it's back. It's back, but I'm not going to claim it. Uh, instead, I'm going to go with uh, I, I don't like the introduction of whatever the resistance force for medical mechanica is it was such a wasted opportunity. It was so stupid. Oh yeah, that one. I'll bring it up here. 
I don't like it. I forgot that was the thing that I don't like for this episode for the next one because yeah. it's worth there. Yeah, I, I forgot I, this, the episode that they got introduced. It, it's so wasted. Like, what's the point? At least with the eyebrows guy and Gun Girl, like that had some oomph to it. That had like some spirit, some character, and like you could really dig it. Those eyebrows were so crazy. Yeah, but this and is just old. Yeah, and this is old dude and guy in bald cap and also right. Rita girl. That's it. So yeah, that's mine. Mm. I I know that I'm up for this one. I don't remember this episode or four. <laughs> I, I literally don't remember them. I watched them twice. I don't remember them. Um, I remember five and I remember six. Yeah. Do you, like, do, you want, do you want me to to throw you some? Sure. Okay. Uh, what did you think about what did you think about the sun bathing oil tanning oil scene? Oh god! So Haruko asks the boys to throw some sun lotion on her, right? And they're not able to because they got to go meet the girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Jiryu does it and dumps it on her. That's right. What did you, What did you think of that interaction? Did you Did you like it? Did you not like it? I thought it was an interesting one. Oh yeah, it was, well, it's, it's, it was it's interesting, but it yeah. it felt very safe. Yeah, and by that yeah. I mean like it felt very two thousands anime. Yeah, two thousands anime like when oh uh, there won't be a harem thing here. It'll be something that completely blows your expectations away. It'll be the girl and huh. eh, who cares. What what did you think about? The leftover iron. Mm. Pouring the leftover iron that's on the beach. Oh, that's the broken up one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, irons have been broken before. I guess. Well, that that events have occurred that have left irons broken. Yeah, we don't know by what. We don't know how. Um, I'm trying to think what else I can bring up. Uh, what do you think of? Uh, what did you think of the parallels between the manga and progressive in terms of the drilling of the ears with the headphones? Did you find that to be a weird parallel where it felt like they were drawing from the manga as well? Kind of, but not substantially. Right? Like they were drawing from it to be like, hey, remember the manga? Did you read it? FLCL manga episode coming soon. Yeah. I, mm, I, yeah, I. This entirely feels like a pale imitation of what FLCL is. Right? From um, both anime and manga, and without considering what... How good alternative is going to be. I know. I know. All right. Adam, hit us with... Episode 4. Loopy QR. So, Marco is the only one that seems uh, to think that uh, that the happy Hidomi is attractive. While he's aware that Ida is in love with her, he works part-time to buy her a charm. Meanwhile, Jinyu and Rahuru scheme to go up to the plant uh, in her belly. Have we mentioned Marco very much? Not the, uh, I apart claim from it. The I claim it. Okay. I Please, claim go it. ahead. I claim it. I'm going to start with what I like about this episode. What sure. I like is the inverted Hidomi as a result of the headphones drilling into her. She now has a personality that is inverted. So instead of being kind of passive, not being very energetic, being kind of a tsundere is an accusation inside of the canon of the show. Uh, yeah. She's probably personable 
she's an anime girl and Marco apparently is in love with this version of her. Yeah. So I like, I like the contrast and the embodiment of this energetic Hidomi. Let me tell you what I don't like about this episode and this series as a whole. I don't like Marco and it's nothing against Marco. Marco is here because they, I guess someone in the design process decided they wanted the show to be progressive as well as have the tag progressive. And so Marco is here to be the one who is not Japanese. He is half Latin. Yeah. Yeah. Also, his entire character is... He's half Latin. He's half Latin. I kid you not. That That's it. Also, that's all to him. He, he doesn't have hates desires besides this one episode one episode he goes uh, wow the dummy's cuter than i thought she was that's it <laughs> is it is it weird that i thought that like uh marco would end up with either ida or the uh or the blonde haired kid i guess because there's I, nothing to him he's a blank slate that anything could happen to you could look at it and go, man, you know what I bet? I bet you he's going to decide to become a world-class chef. Or, man, I bet he's going to become a serial killer. Any of these things sure. are possible. Marco is – you could even hit me with, oh, hey, Marco is the another. And I'd go, that makes perfect sense. All the things. <laughs> Did you appreciate that? Was that a good reference for you? That was a good reference, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. 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 If you're going to include a character and, and have their thing be, they, they're they half Japanese, half, half Latino, half Latinx, you, you got to do something with this. You got to do something with it. You can't just go, oh, that's just a thing. That's lazy. It's so lazy. Please correct me if I'm wrong. And there's something else to his character besides what I have said. Uh, there is one one other aspect that they give him go ahead um is it that he has a job yes that's it though he's a lat he's an employed latinx individual that's it <laughs> all right uh who's next because those are mine for sure well i'll go since i think we're waiting for Cyrus to get back yeah. Uh, let's see. What did I like about this one? Well, let me ask you this. Um, given given your heritage, yes. Um, as a Latinx individual, how did you feel about his characterization? Uh, he was very bland. That's fair. That's a fair That's assessment. A that's how you would describe British food. That should never be how you describe a character uh, who, who's that heritage. I mean, you know, he he didn't have like, like, cause I, I, uh, cause CW when we were talking about earlier with the whole like, uh, why is it that only kids are allowed to save the world and this that and the other, and you mentioned the yeah. like the 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 grandma in like her seventies who is oh, like, yeah. a, a child of destiny, I yeah. Mean, let me bring up that book series. That, yeah. That's a good thing to bring up. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Do you remember that post about why isn't there a grandma who's like destined to save the world on a quest or something? You're looking for a book series by Dash Hoffman called Miss Perivale. 
Uh, there's two books out, Miss Paravel and the Blue Fire Crystal and Miss Paravel and the Dragon Prince. And they're about a 73-year-old woman named Miss Paravel who goes on fantastical adventures uh, dealing with fantasy stuff. Sounds amazing. Yeah, no, that's cool. It's on my read list. So there you go. Hey, that has more character and spice than Marco. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to say, like, there's there's an anime, a super robot anime that I, I can't quite remember the name of the the, uh, the the series exactly off the top of my head. But it features, like, these two middle-aged guys who are, like, all about, you know, youth, passion, and justice. And they're piloting a giant super robot, I think named Eldorado or something. It's uh, it's fantastic. Wasn't there like Black Thunder or something like that? That was like the series about the rock band that hit middle age and they had to break up, but then like an alien force comes back to Earth, and the only way to defeat them oh, is to have the yeah. band get back together and play music maybe. again. Yeah, I, uh, maybe, I, I think uh, uh, it's something Thunder. We need to put it on the watch list when we remember what it is. Hold on, yeah. What is it? Anime series about a rock band in the 80s that uh, rocks out, but then when they hit middle age, they have to break up and move on with their lives. And then oh, an God. alien invasion comes in, and they have to get back together and find the rock again in order to fight off the aliens. It's a thing. It is a thing that exists. It sounds like a thing, yeah. Bakumatsu anyway, Rock? Maybe? No. All right, Kacho, Kacho Oiji, Legend of Black Heaven. Uh, oh, okay. Mr. Tanaka wasn't always the boring, lifeless salary man that he is today. During his teenage years, he was the front man of a heavy metal band known as Black Heaven and thus developed some mad guitar skills. But there are more to those skills than the guy, as they can potentially turn the tides in an intergalactic war. After all, this is an anime and a bizarre plot device like this is par for the course. Wait, I think I've seen like a promo of this. Yeah, yeah. It's, I fucking, yeah. It's, a, it's a fucking great anime. Okay. Like, yeah, it's it's really fucking cool. All right, I'm watch it. It, it, is, it is trippy, like in the sense that like it does not make a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Um, but it is it is so fun. It is so fun to watch. Isn't there another one where it's like a Legend of Hero or something like that, where it's this middle-aged dude who's like a fa- he's like a he's like a family man. He's he's trying to connect with his daughter, but he's trying to like also save the planet. Something like something. that. But it's not. Uh, it's not Legend of Hero. Uh, anyway, what did you like? What did you not like? Well, again, I I like the fact oh, that Marco is like helping out. Um, I'm pretty sure he's like doing it to raise like money for his family or for a club or something no he oh. wants to buy a necklace for a girl he wants to bang oh that's right okay. oh no wait i'm sorry that's too much character he meets hadomi in front of a shop that sells necklaces she is painting he thinks that he likes her he then looks at the necklace and then goes and gets a job we're left to right. assume it's to buy the necklace right 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 uh so yeah that's that's the one thing is that uh margo has more than one facet to him uh a job yeah a job uh as for what i didn't like two facets yeah uh as for what i didn't like um again and i i i mean i guess i can pull the pull like the heritage card he seemed he seems way too bland for you know be coming from that that particular like culture and rate and like you know that that particular culture, he just seems way too bland. 
So you know, mean that his culture I'm allowing him didn't to play into this character that. at all. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm fine with him copying me on that for that reason. Yeah. Hey, I got I got Cyrus's uh, positive. You don't remember this episode. I don't. Negative. <laughs> you did waste two sessions of time on it. Yeah. I did. My negative is that uh, it, it was very forgetful. I remember. Dodo. Mr. Dodo. Oh, yeah, the Dodo Park. <clears throat> yeah. It's funny. That's it. That's all yeah. I remember. <laughs> okay. It comes into play a lot later and is much more interesting, but... It's going to come know, episode five. next yeah. episode where we can finally talk about something good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kendall, did you get your two in? I can't remember. Yeah, I got my two in. All right, oh, cool. cool. Let's go to episode five, the only one we like. Episode five. On the planet. Yeah, it is. Uh, it reminds me of uh, reminds me of Kamibibov, actually. But anyway, go ahead and read off the the synopsis, um, I am. Uh, let's see. Having made damage to the plant, the iron now stands up straight. Rahadu tells the class that she's happily married and it's now pregnant. Uh, the only way she be uh, the only way to become happy is to go to the amusement park run by uh, Tonkichi, who is Mr. Dodo. Who is the boss of Marco? Yeah. This episode... Okay. I'm in a weird position with this episode. It is the best episode out of all six. Mm -hmm. Yep. It is also, because of that same fact, the one I hate the most. Oh, because... Because literally... It's what everything else could have been. This is the episode that shows that the show as a whole could have had yeah. the same kind of character that I mentioned the first one had. Yeah. That the, that the show and even even most of the manga has character. It has fidelity. It has an integrity to it that uplifts it as a piece and makes it something deeper. And this episode shows that Progressive could have had that. And so it is simultaneously the best episode in the entire season, the entire series progressive and it is also by that same extent the one that i hate the most so i i want to give some background on why this episode looks different so this episode has a different director than the rest uh for the most part every uh, the episodes have multiple directors one roughly for each uh for this one the director in question had a contractual obligation on it he said, I will only do it if I get to choose how it's animated. So he brought in his own crew. They animated it in their style, making episode five the only episode that looks the way it does. And what an amazing improvement, because nothing else is different in the episode, really. It's the same show. Yeah. But you change that animation style, and all of a sudden... The whole thing's different because the original Fooly Cooly was uh, done on cells and being done on cells, uh, there's a natural more, there's a bigger need for creativity. Uh, Something that we talked about in Gunbuster, uh, though it didn't end up in the episode in question, uh, we definitely talked about and will have in the episode for Macross Do You Remember Love. And I think we talked about in G Gundam, there's something about physical cell animation for anime that feels different than digital. 
unless you do certain things. Yeah. In this one, it takes from the manga the visual style of the grittiness, the rawness. There's brush strokes. Circles aren't perfect. It feels like a Lines are broken painting up. that is moving. Uh, there is a manga sequence in this, like in the original, but this manga sequence is like a motion comic, and it 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 works so much better. It's able to do creative things that are not possible for the original to, to do as well because they didn't have access to digital tools. This one is creating the old style with digital tools, and it makes it much more enjoyable and it creates a much more interesting story as a result. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, what's 100% up. 100% that, yeah. That is yeah. not my good bad. I'm, I'm going to let everybody else have theirs first. Um, well, since I went ahead and opened it up to the floor, um, my good, um, I, uh, my, my good is that this return happened, that, that, that this director demanded what he demanded. My bad is, hold on. Excuse me. Um, You're allergic to crap. We unforgiven. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Um, my bad is that it has to contend with the previous episodes. Because the <laughs> issue is, is that, again, while it's, while it's this return to character, it's still the same story. And it's still tangentially connected to everything else. And while there's enough of a separation that I can go, here's that enjoyment I was looking for. Here's that character. I wish this would have had. I, I think both my good and my bad are kind of in the same, in the same pitch with that is that the good is that someone stood up and said, no, I want to do this my way. The bad is that when you live in a world of homogeny, like the rest of the show, in fact, it really kind of says something about the entirety of the show is that mm -hmm. it's fully, coolly homogenized is what the show is. But it's there's one episode in the middle of it. Yeah. But there's one episode in the middle of it that's just like, maybe there's hope here. And then episode six. And you're just like, oh, I guess not. So it's, it's kind it of a doesn't pay off. Like, it's kind of a bittersweet. Like that is both my good and my bad is that this change occurs. It feels like if episode six had paid off. It would have been worth the other four episodes before yeah. five being kind of lackluster. Yeah, for sure. But six just six feels like what you would do before the like season finale of an anime that was going to have two seasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, That's we'll get to six. I do want to. I do want to acknowledge uh, there is a plot change that we didn't talk about, which is that Jiryu and. Haruka are the same Haruko. They're the same person split in half, basically. And at the end of four, Haruko eats Juryu and is now whole. That's why she looks pregnant. But from that moment on, episode five, you could have the animation be different and continue it in six and have it make sense thematically. Also, if you noted, oh, sorry, they could have, but they didn't. I was just going to say, also, if you notice, uh, when Har when Haruko eats Jinyu, uh, her hair actually goes back to being the the pastel pink that it was, because she's become one person again. Yeah, her hair was kind of blonde. 
before that. It was like orangish, yeah. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Right, uh, hit us what you liked and didn't like. Okay. Uh, to be honest, I liked the return to the to the other uh, to the original style, where it wasn't as clean, it wasn't as sharp. Uh, things were a lot more. Honestly, uh, things felt a lot more <laughs> expressive. There was a lot more character there, like everyone's been saying, uh, because things weren't so neat and tidy and uniform. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but for a series like FLCL that prides itself on its its random nature, uh, it was nice to see a return to the, the original art style. Uh, I guess my bad would be just the obverse of that, that it was, again, the only episode that did that, and um, it just... I don't know. It just it, it was kind of like a, like a breath of fresh air before closing a window into a dusty room. All right, I'll go next. I thought the theme park bullshit was the most fooly cooly thing mm-hmm. in the whole series. Yep. Yeah. Turns out the whole theme park is secretly a giant robot assembly in order for this resistance movement to destroy the iron. And they lure a whole bunch of kids there using Haruko to help lure them there uh, by saying couples should show up so they can drain all the NO so that they can fuel the machines so that they can do a giant robot attack against the iron, which doesn't work out well because in the previous episode, the iron got tipped up. So the flat plate that was like doing the, the flattening, it's now up and is able to spew cummies a.k.a. Starch. <laughs> uh, what I didn't like about this episode uh, have to be I don't care about the resistance champion dude and hat boy. Right. And I yeah. I was not moved at all by the scene where they get hit by the kami and then unlike everyone else who instantaneously gets turned into kami stone statues, they slowly turn into it for dramatic effect. Well, that's that's in the next episode. No, that's this episode. Oh, oh is it? I thought it was the. I thought you it was. Watched off this episode. Oh yeah, that's right. What's that? Yeah. Okay. Because it's the only it's the only episode where they're shown in that art style. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. uh, Cyrus, you're up. Give for us episode. For what? Five. Episode five. Yeah. yeah, we're almost done. Fool on the planet. Uh. I mean. It's going to be obvious, but the the character of the art style is the only thing I really like. Yeah. And it it makes it feel like an FLCL show. And, you know, I've alluded to it with other people's things where I've, like, piped in, but the feeling of it being meaningful beyond what's being said and what's being explicitly, like, written is cool. They just, it did never pay off. And that's what, that's what I hate. That's the yeah. thing I dislike, is that yep. episode five does not pay off at all. It is, here's a love letter to the old series and the old style. Uh, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, motherfucker. Go <laughs> fuck yourself, bitch. Just, just go uh, go shut up. All right, here's, here's the episode you wanted, idiots. All right, we got one more. Hope you like it. You're going to tune in anyway, dumbasses. And that's it. motherfuckers. It's so dumb. I, I... It, this is this is where I would start saying 
um, that this is what a standard SQL series typically is. It is banking off of our emotional state. It is banking off the idea that our love of the original is going to carry over into this. And I, it is, it is apparent. It is, it is apparent because of this episode. Fully Cooly Progressive is the Pacific Rim uprising of anime. <clears throat> yeah. For real. For fuck's sake, man. All right, hit us with the last episode. Episode 6. Our running. Uh, trying to get Aide uh, back, Hidomi attacks Rahuru physically first, then verbally. She tells Rahuru that she's acting immature because she knows that she's using Hidomi uh, because Rahuru is in love with Adamisk. Which, I mean, she's not wrong. So, this episode is the one that's supposed to answer all the questions. Mm -hmm. uh, finally. And I'm going to go ahead and start with what I hate. Uh, I hate Haruko and all of the Adamisk shit. Yep. I hate it. Yeah. It was, it was done after the first one. Why do we need it again? Why do we need it? Because the whole thing is, oh, she's sad because Bird Boy don't want her. Because Bird Boy don't want to be chained down. But other part of her knew that. I guess she's just going to have to go fuck herself. I mean, uh, it took it part. I, I also have to hit the part that I like. Uh, I liked, and I'm very frustrated with it. I liked the mom telling Hidomi, yeah, I'm just going to close the cafe. I liked that interaction because it was different than the interaction between Naoto and his father. Because specifically, we find out the cafe has been kept open and been running the way that it is because the dad left for medical mechanica because he worked for them and never came back because he fucking died. He left the headphones and the cafe. She's been running the cafe because she feels like she can't be a mom to Hidomi because of her own grief and is trying to hold steady until she can actually be a mom. Yeah. Meanwhile, Hidomi likes the cafe and likes her life as it is, but now her mom's closing it and it's ruining it. And, and, and you have Hidomi's mom feeling like she can do it because, well, my daughter has actually found love. I don't – we can be okay. Holding on to this is a waste of time. That interaction, that discussion, that whole setup, I liked that. That felt very fully cooling to me, but then you get the stupid fucking bullshit of why is episode six the only time that this is explored mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form? When it could have been such a deeper part of the show. Yeah. It's clearly a key theme that could have been explored. And I, so that's the one I liked, right? I have, and I mentioned the thing I don't like. Yeah, so I'm free. All right, who's up next? I'll go ahead and, and I, say No, it. I got it. Oh, let me, right, let me sure. hold on. Yeah, let me do it. So the thing I like, I like that the, the series is over. The thing I don't like, <laughs> I don't like that I had another episode to watch. Got it. I <laughs> got him. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Adam. That was okay. You already did that for episode four, though. You're going to have to come up with something new. Damn it. So. Um, you have failed. I, so <laughs> this is, this is going to be kind of weird for me because I'll admit, like, Yes, Haruko is a she's she's a definite piece of work. Um, I will say that a couple of heart heartstrings got pulled when she started crying, and she's like, you know, 
why won't you even look at me? I've been chasing after you this whole time, just trying to get with you, trying to be with you. And you, you know, you won't even look at me and you're, you're like brushing me aside, brushing me away. Okay. And it, in the original, what she states is she doesn't want him. She wants his power. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of what I was, I, I mean, I was thinking it's like, you know, maybe it's, Maybe things are different. Maybe like she, all she really wants is just a is just like a companion. But then it turns out, oh no! By the way, that was just a sob story to try and get Adamus to let his guard down. I mean, and it was kind of apparent in the fact that she did have a companion. She had herself, the other per- version of herself. Yeah, like that. that that's, that's it. Just it puts icing on that particular cake for me because it's like sure. It is, it is very clearly an expression of this is bullshit. Yeah. It is not gay if they fuck. It is a masturbation. I mean, I, I thought guess. don't worry about it. <laughs> it's pretty gay. No, it's masturbation. They're the same person. Anyway, um, <laughs> as, for, as for what I liked, I guess, again, just kind of echoing, echoing Cyrus's opinion, I, I'm glad that the series is over. Uh, I can watch the taste out of my mouth now. Uh, what I didn't like was the the reasoning behind like like it's it's cool that the mom admits like this is the reason why I kept why I, why I kept things going the way I did when she's talking about the cafe and she's like I'm trying to hold on to this particular time of exactly when your father left so that when he comes back you know it'll be like nothing's changed and. <clears throat> You know he can, he can love me and love us again. We can be a family, and all this that and the other. Uh, I didn't like how that was her her reasoning behind it. It's clearly a, a very unhealthy uh, frame of mind when she's treating her. I want to say like going into high school daughter, like uh, like she's you know fucking five, yeah, um, and just. It's just like I honestly I I don't like the relationship that that Hidomi has with her that Hidomi's mom has with her. It smacks right. of abuse. It smacks of narcissism. It smacks of just wanting to have your cake and eat it too, but for all the wrong reasons. All right, who's up next? Uh, I think, I think there's uh, only one left. I think Kendall it's just Cyrus. Uh, no wait, I think Cyrus said something. Yeah. No, Cyrus went before me. No, so. Cyrus just didn't count. Yeah, okay, so... Kendall, no, Cyrus, fuck you. Okay. No. Oh, come on. Can't think of one thing you liked. It's just so... bad after five. I, I'm trying to think. I guess I like that there is the idea of other people becoming the kind of, like, robot beings... That like kind of like Conti. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of neat, I guess. The okay. fact that it's it's more than one person using the NO system. Is this where we learned about what the NO is, or was that in alternative? No, that was alternative. That's alternative. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. In this one, they make the potted plant so that it can hit people instead of it switches them yeah. from suck to blow, or from blow to suck, I guess. This show did both, but. Um... And yeah, there was no payoff, no happy ending. 
if I had to say a favorite moment, I appreciated that the final moment wasn't the first five minutes of the show. I like the fact that we didn't see another of those cliche. We all saw the beginning at the, the end of the beginning of the series. Yeah. I hate that. I hate when they do that, when they telegraph how it's going to end at the beginning and then try to entice you with how did we get here? I hate that. Fuck that shit. Don't, don't do that. Do that with books. Don't do that with, with TV. Don't you don't. Okay. Yeah. I genuinely despise that method of storytelling. So the fact that this wasn't that, that the, the end of the show was not, Oh, she becomes uh, weird falling apart gore zombie. And then meets the uh, broken dead corpse of Adamus who then somehow empowers her with her new horn and turns her into super sleek robot, uh, magical girl, anime princess. With her own guitar. Oh, no, she didn't have one. Not in that form. No, she, she has one in the final episode when she becomes yeah. a robot. Yeah. In this one, it's it's a completely different... That's not what happens. And it's it's a different ending than what the beginning would have presented. And I appreciated that. I like that. I like that this didn't try to take that storytelling route. Um, that is the one thing I like about it. The thing I dis the thing I dislike the most about it. Um, I, I would say the fact that it's not five minutes long, because you could have told every major plot point of this final episode in five minutes, and they didn't. Yeah. They, they dragged it out. Yeah. Okay. So that's all of progressive. Wow, it right. sucked. I don't. I don't like saying nice things about it. The the mild curry Thank you for of making FLCL. me do that. The mild curry of FLCL. <laughs> uh, I rotten curry. See, the only problem is, is I considered not showing you all it because I really wanted to show you all alternative, but the difference between the two is so stark. You kind of have to see, yeah, just or you see progressive to get it. Because ultimately, both of them are a sequel to the original. You have Alternative, which is a spiritual sequel. And then you have uh, the actual sequel that is progressive. And, and between the two of them, the one that actually is legitimately progressive is fucking Alternative. It's Alternative, uh, yeah. yeah. Which is, I hate to use the F word, it's so much more of a... Feminist take. And now we've summoned the chugs. Yep. Sure. And works because it's a female empowerment story. Mm-hmm. Kind but of. At the same time, well, being fully coolie. Like getting, getting, like we can get into this in, in the in the alternative episode, but at the same time, while it is a a a, a story of female empowerment. It does not do that thing that a lot of what I would call like almost turf um, media does, which is man-hating. It does none of that. And in fact, it goes about it in a way where the one person that at the beginning we start to go like, oh, this guy's a fucking douche and we all start to hate him. Yeah. The character involved in that scenario goes, no, I'm just as bad. 
I did the same thing. Oh yeah, Hiji and the, the and it's this sudden like it's this sudden moment of oh shit. Yeah. And it, it that that very moment that I went like, oh, like that's when the show started to kind of like change a few things for me. Because it wasn't this classic, these are the only talking points we're gonna make show. And the one thing that you can say about Naota and the original, and that you can say about oh, I can't remember her name. Hold on, about Kana in uh, Alternative is that they are not perfect. Yeah. yeah. And then you get Hidomi, and her flaw is: Are you ready for it? She's an introverted asexual girl. Yeah. That's presented as her flaw. Yep. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's bad. Uh-huh. These are bad times. Are you glad that you watched it, though, because of Alternative? I mean, I feel like I could have gone without seeing it to get to Alternative, but, again, it's the mild curry of FLCL. I, I, think I, it, I, I disagree. I think it made Alternative better. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I wouldn't have appreciated alternative as much. Yes. If I did yeah. not know what what bullshit it was fixing. And that's I, and I mean what that, it could I mean have been literally. Yeah, that's true. In that, in that it it fixes the fact that progressive exists in saying it, it's 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 Hulk to Incredible Hulk. It's events like that might have happened. Yeah. But none of that's happening here. It's that. Yep, yeah. that makes sense. All right, next recording session, we're gonna talk about alternative. But right now, I'm gonna edit these and schedule these and go to bed. Happy of holidays, everyone, and a merry new not 2020. Merry Christmas. Ninja. Hair. Pants. Ninja. Hair.